0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gantina MX Football Podcast. We are on episode 277. A lot to cover, a lot happened between our last episode. The Olympic qualifier have kicked off and Mexico has snatched up six points. There's also the senior side that's going to be playing on Saturday against Wales. We have some Chivas rumors. Rafa Marquez also in the news this and a lot more we're going to cover tonight, but before I go any further, let me welcome my co-host tonight, Joel. How we doing?
1: I'm doing good, Jaime. It's
0: good, Took a man. a nice
1: break from, from the Chiva madness since they didn't play.
0: It was a pain-free weekend, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that it was, but but that didn't stop the news from, from reporting Chivas.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it was actually, uh, quite an interesting weekend for me because, you know, Chivas is always like on the docket. So not being able to, to watch them play, uh, but then, you know, filling that void was the, the U23 team for, uh, for Mexico. And, uh, six of Chivas' players are on that team. So it kind of felt like, hey, you know what? It's kind of like watching Chivas play. And, uh, As of right now, Mexico is caminando to Tokyo. Well, I don't want to shout victory just yet, but uh, they did face off against uh, the Dominican Republic in their first match. They won pretty easily 4-1. A hat-trick by Cordova. And what was interesting about that is uh, Alexis Vega set him up for a few goals. Also, I I believe Antuna uh, drew the penalty for him to score the third goal. So uh, even though... Uh, chivas and america had just you know played each other and there was that rivalry and and they beat us pretty pretty profoundly uh on the on the on the mexican team they 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 leave those rivalries at the door and they they play very well together man i don't know if you caught the match
1: no i did not um my my tv doesn't have football right now ah i need, i need my my football channels back.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all, like, all the matches, especially the ones during the week, uh, you have to have cable. They, they're not available just over the air. So uh, that match on Thursday to kick things off uh, was on through the end, and just a lot of good synergy between you know Chivas and América players. Um scored a hat trick, like I mentioned, and then on Sunday they played against Los Ticos. And they beat them comfortably, 3-0. Antuna, Alexis Vega, and again, Cordova. And it's like, man, uh, what's going on here where it's the same batch of players from Chivas, but uh, for Mexico, they're actually playing very well. um, And Vucetich just hasn't been able to (laughs) figure it out, man. No,
1: but but also the rival, you know, the quality of rival at the under-23 level and, you know, team like uh, what was it Dominican Republic? yeah not really known for football but like overall overall the, the level of competition is is, it is lower than league IMAX.
0: Oh absolutely. And you know I did see a lot of a lot of people that had like the same opinion as me as like come on man like vucic take notes this is how you know you're supposed to use these utilize these players. But then, I, then I did a little bit of digging, and like you mentioned, you know, especially for the Dominican Republic, I mean, their their main sport is is baseball. Uh, I was looking at the players, you know, and a lot of these kids are playing in like the third tier of Spain, you know, <laughs> like just teams <laughs> that I, I mean, they're basically semi pro at this point. Maybe they had like and,
1: and third third tier is, you know, because they use the names different. Yeah, it could be fourth. Exactly. You know, from fourth from La Liga, so La yeah. Liga. And then the, the other two team, Yeah, and by that point, it's very semi-professional. Uh, it's it's very, you know, small small towns and whatnot. But, I mean, they, they have to go over there because they don't really... I don't think they even have a league in the DR. Uh, and if they do, it's,
0: it's semi-pro
1: at best. Yeah,
0: it's semi-pro at best. Yeah. They do actually have a league. I looked into it because there are a few players that are playing in that league. But, yeah, I mean... We're talking like they, they 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 play on Sundays and then they, you know, they mow lawns on Monday through Friday. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they do, but it's not fair, sustainable. Fair <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, two very comfortable vin- wins for 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 Mexico. They're hosting this this tournament, so I mean, the expectation is that Mexico wins this. Um, they don't necessarily have to win it in order to qualify to Tokyo. Uh, as long as they make it to the final, they will be in. Uh, there will be two spots from Coca-Caf region. And uh, tomorrow is the game that everybody has been waiting for. It's uh, Mexico versus United States. And, you know, in, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of talk about how, uh, you know, USA has has uh, more significant players in Europe playing for more significant teams, you know, and, and all of a sudden we're we're now equals on paper. So I think tomorrow you know, all this bullshit can be set aside and we can actually see (laughs) what the reality is. But how do do you see that matchup
1: at, at the U23 level?
0: Yeah. For tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Same. I, I wouldn't use that, you know, youth, youth can always go one way. Doesn't always transition into, into the senior team. Uh, We've seen it a few times with Nigeria where they would have really strong teams uh, winning under-17, under-20 World Cups.
0: That's right.
1: And then then do nothing at the World Cup. You know, uh, not that many players make the jump. So one thing I've noticed is going to under-17, you know, the under-17 tournament. So, like, let's say you have a... A team that did really good, like like the team, let's say the team that won the 2005 under 17 World Cup Peru. Uh-huh.
0: That's
1: that's twenty-three players. Yes. Close to 30, but let's let's say the 23 that went. And so from under 17 to ones they went to under 20 World Cup, from those twenty three, only eleven made the jump. Mm. And then so that's you know, that's three years, uh two, three years difference. And then from the under 20, the ones that ended up going to under 23 Olympics, it was like five. Oh, wow. So you start seeing these drops and then, you know, once you get to the senior team, uh, usually those five will make it, but only two or three will be like starters.
0: And I'll be honest, man, I kind of like those odds. Like I know it, it might look bad for youth development and like yo what happened you know how do you go from like world beaters at 17 to Avanil uh as your career <laughs> and and i'm not making that up you know we you know la momia julio gomez i was just reading an article yeah. f- funny that you bring that up that <laughs> you know this guy scored like a game-winning goal against germany in the was it the under 17 it was under 17 right yeah and yeah he, um, he
1: was he the guy that had a his head had to be bandaged. He he
0: he was yeah After he. They're
1: calling him the mummy, and he then got, he does the. Go ahead. He he does that goal like a bicycle kick.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah
1: yeah, they were calling him Ching
0: I believe at the. On a previous like play, he he accidentally hit his head against the the bolster. Split his ho- head open, so he played for the rest of the of the match with bandages, and then you know the game was looking like it was going to go to I think penalties or something, and he scored a, the game winning goal. And uh, was it
1: against Germany? It was against know. Germany. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Good.
0: And uh, you know they did a they did a where is he now, and uh, he has his own you know business, but his own construction business you know here in the states. So. <laughs> You know, he's oh, not snap. he's not playing professionally anymore. He he's a he's a laborer, you know.
1: Well, I mean, at least he he put his money to good use, man.
0: At least he's still working. You know, you look at some of these kids that are just, you know, flojos, you know, they just <laughs> they start drinking and then, you know, it gets in the way of their career and they don't ask for help, you know. Um, I know like yeah. G- Guly and uh and, and just to give you an idea of how things have gone south for Marco Fabián, I, I hate to pick on him, but this guy is now doing uh, cameos for $50, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw that, but I thought that was fake.
0: That's real, brother.
1: Oh, man. So is, is it in Mazatlan? you will go to your VIP table, drink your drinks?
0: No, he's in Juarez, remember? He's in Juarez.
1: Share- oh, that's right. That's right. Who? Who was in Mazatlan?
0: Uh, Chino Huerta. I
1: Some other guy. But okay, oh. so he said, what is snap? So yeah, man, we were joking about how they were going to use him for supermarket grand openings. <laughs> and if it's 50 bucks, <laughs> I would pay that. Dude. I would pay just to Cut. put him in the front just for, uh, you know, like an hour or something. <laughs> you know, and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, cam you know Cameo is a it's popular here in the states. It's an app you can you can find some you know B list not B list. I would say like C and D list celebrities or like you know people that went viral. You do see like uh, retired athletes, and you know their prices range. Um, but Marco Fab, yeah, man, he's not you know he's not hyping himself up at all. Fifty dollars, he knows he knows his worth.
1: <laughs> man, <laughs> he just wants enough for that. For like for a twenty four pack, he just
0: wants the kawamas, <laughs> man. He just wants.
1: You <laughs> get twenty four pack for like what? Depending what kind, like eighteen dollars. I Any- I will
0: I will say this. All right, you know, fifty dollars might not sound like a lot of money here in the states, but fifty dollars can get you along. It's like mil pesos in Mexico. You know, that gets you a, a top shelf he pays bottle. His
1: internet bill.
0: <laughs> no, that gets you Just like the. the you go to the 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 clubs out there. That gets you the the you know top of the line the the top shelf uh bottle service for the yeah, night. But
1: if he's, I think if he's falling that low, I mean, I think he's he's using that money. To pay like bills, so I would say like, <laughs> bills. his internet and his OnlyFans, whatever whoever <laughs> he follows on OnlyFans, uh, and <laughs> oh man, that's messed up. And you do see some some of these players that sort of made it, you know, and they try to keep the dream alive, and, mm. and they're playing like they'll be playing like indoor soccer or something. And yeah. it, it's not a knock. It's I'm not saying this to knock some of these other sports, uh, but, but it's the contrast that uh, the guy that was at, you know, at the national team at the highest level and just how many, how many rungs of the ladder they've fallen down. Um, yeah. So yeah, like to see them cause Bofo was playing, I think he was playing indoor in Chicago or something like that. Yeah.
0: He was playing an like indoor, indoor soccer. Yeah.
1: And, And, uh,
0: you know, what's like a happy story though, is Davila, you know, I know he's, he's one of those players that, you know, it goes back to what we were saying, how, you know, not everybody pans out, had a really, really, really good showing in the under 20 world cup. And you know, what's funny with Chivas, I just remember we are playing in a Copa Libertadores match against Vélez. And, and they just threw him out there. And I was like, who the hell is this kid, man? He had, <laughs> he, ba- he barely has any minutes, like, as a professional. And we're throwing him out yeah. in a, an away match in Argentina. And this guy was just going in circles around these defenders. And then, you know, Chelsea, you know, by him, never played for Chelsea, like, professionally, not even on a friendly. Got, kept getting loaned out to, you know, different teams. First in in Vitesse um, over there in in Holland and in Portugal and then in Spain helped the team stay in the first division. And then uh, now he's in, uh, he's in Australia. He's in Australia. His team's from New Zealand though. Um, and it's brought in all the Mexicans that live in New Zealand together. And now they have like a little porra there. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, one of those um, feel good stories, he's you a, know,
1: he's a celeb. He must, you know, He's got some celeb status. Yeah, that is good. He he was one of those players that unfortunately his career was mismanaged. And I do think it hurt him. You know, going abroad, I think it hurt him. It certainly didn't help. And that's one of the things, to, you know, when everyone talks about.
2: Exporting. You know,
1: talk, talking about uh, if he stays if he stays he's gonna you know they're not gonna develop or or you know there's this whole train of thought that if if we find a talent in Liam mx the sooner they leave the better mm. and yes. this it's, is the case that it doesn't always work out like that and it's it's not it's, it's not that simple of like oh you're talented leave uh a lot of it has to do with the individual as well because it yeah. not everyone not everyone can leave and still do good because yeah they, they might not be have like the mental fortitude of being away from their family of, of leaving everything behind um, So some players just don't have that you know some of them will, some of them don't so it depends on the player. I agree And then so yeah and so there are players that if they stay in in mechs, and they, you know, as long as they get playing time, which is one of the things we've talked about uh, when we were doing the comparisons of, what was it, Ormeño, Dineño, uh-huh, Dineño. Dineño, Dineño. And we were comparing the PT between both of them. And and now that is getting a uh, constant PT, we're seeing just, just you know, how Goals. much better he is. and. So I think that's that's one of the main things for some of these young talents that if they stay, you know, that they get to play a lot, uh, and if they're in a team where they're not getting it, just look look for a team. You know, you you are gonna have to eventually find one. But um, yeah, I think he's he's a good example of that because that that seems to be for a lot of fans that to go. Yeah, he has to leave. He has to leave, and and just really. Just really um, quick, because we've seen that even if you don't leave like super young, you could still do good. Chicharro left at what was he twenty or twenty-one, and he had that breakout season with Manu right away. He didn't have to go to Holland or or yeah. spend X amount but of years. He, can you he agree? Off the he, bat.
0: He's the exception, not the rule, right?
1: Ah, uh, meaning yes meaning like no, because. He
0: what he did was like unthinkable, and everyone's so ready to push the button and sell these players as soon as they see a glimpse of 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 brilliance in Mexico. They're oh sell them sell now, but Chicharito's not a good example of 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 that. He his his, oh yeah, Yeah. he's like a freaking nature miracle. You know, it was like the Virgin Mary, bro, like that. Chicharito's career and what he did in his first year in Europe is like unheard of. That's not that's not going to happen to every Mexican player, you know that's why i meant the no. exception not the rule but go on
1: yeah it's 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 very few you're right uh but but you know i'm i'm i was using that as an example as that how they say you don't get, they don't develop you well in mechs. because and it's interesting because most people will not say that he's that talented compared to other strikers or other other known players but he like you said, what he did was remarkable, um, but I, I, we've we've seen it with other players that left at a much older age, uh, not that old, but like at least in, in their twenties, uh, like like Massa and and Salcido, um, even Pavel Pardo and and um, Osorio, and Osorio when they went to Germany, and so yeah, I, I think there's there's been a bit of a vilifying the league where it's like no you're gonna suck if you stay <laughs> and it's it's not it's just so much to it man and and as we've talked here before even the team you end up in you yeah. know you could go to a team like the way uh Jimenez imagine yeah. had he stayed in uh, Atletico <laughs> he, he would have just returned to America and people oh, yeah. thought he was a failure um you know he was fortunate to to go to uh to end up with wolves because even even in Portugal he was in that yeah as big as he was you know he is he got to be with with wolves
0: yeah and you know this it goes back to the game tomorrow you know with Mexico and USA and and why everyone's uh, you know saying oh you know look at they have Serginho Dest and Barca, and he's playing in Champions cool. League, and you know, he, and it's like all these players that are playing in like Juventus, and you got Pulisic and Chelsea, and it's like, yo, know, man, like just because you're doing great, like on your club, doesn't always translate to the national team, and then also, it, <clears throat> it's it's make what what it's doing to like you know fans, all these casual couch coaches. Is like, oh, you know, we have all these jewels in Mexico. You know, we have uh, JJ Mack and, you know, Cesar Montes, Fernando Beltran. You have all these players that are like, oh, man, these are, these are, you know, they have such great stats, you know, for such a young age. We should, we should push the button all these guys ASAP. They should be already playing in europe they're they're already wasting years of their lives staying in mexico and mexico this mexico that and i'm just like yo let, let's let's take a step back and look at history man like look at the players that we have explored to europe and look at the careers that have panned out from that it's like when we did make those mistakes where we did sell players prematurely you know you look at davila for an example he didn't even have his yeah like he only had like maybe 20 30 games to his professional career before we sold them to Chelsea. That was a bad move. Then you look at players that <clears throat> even established themselves in Mexico for a little bit. And even they had struggles as soon as they made the leap. Like you look at uh, Raul Jimenez. You look at Diego Laines, You know, you look at Edson Alvarez. Like these dudes aren't... <laughs> they didn't just go to Europe and all of a sudden become world beaters. Like they, they, they have struggled and they're still... Not getting the minutes consistently you know Raul it took him two teams to get to to where he is now at Wolves I mean he like you said he struggled at Leti he struggled at Benfica and he went to Wolves as a last resort I mean this guy was ready to go back to Mexico and, and luckily it panned out for him but it just goes to show that hey man we shouldn't be in this like rush to just export players immediately you know what I mean like let them establish themselves as a as a as a professional first inside of Mexico, there's nothing wrong with that, and um yeah. and the reality is, and and again it goes back to the history. You look at players that were supposed to be like our our champions. You look at Carlos Vela, you know, at, at the under seventeen World Cup. You know, you look at Giovanni Dos Santos. How fucked up is it that? Our best player of that generation didn't even go to the World Cup. It was it was Chicharito. You know he ended up being the most successful Mexican <laughs> of that of that of that uh, gene pool or whatever, and and he was the last person you would expect to do that because of his lack of, uh, you know, dribbling ability and and but you know. It just goes to show that, like, yo, man, there's no guarantees in this. And just because you're doing such a great job at the 17, at the 20 level, even at the under-23 level, there's no guarantees that that's going to, you know, translate to, to national team success on the senior level. Anyways, that's, yeah, that's just my rant.
1: <laughs> so no good. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I just think the media, you know, they, they made it a talking point and they push it a lot. So it creates this narrative and it creates these expectations. And, and you know, a lot of fans, they, they listen to that and, and then that's what they end up, you know, what they end up believing or thinking that that's, that's the, you know, that's the correct thing to happen.
0: It just has to be a well planned out project, you know. When you when you when you look at the transfer that you know from for for, Chichiro, for example, you know Manchester United approached them directly to Chivas. That had never happened before. Like it's always been, you go to a small club and then you go to a big club. You know, you look at Rafa Marquez, one of our most successful Mexicans. He went from you know Atlas to Monaco. He didn't go from Atlas to Barca. Even with Hugo Sanchez, he started at Pumas He went to Atlético Madrid. He didn't go straight to Real Madrid. This was the first time in history that a player had had been approached directly from a big club like Manchester United. And Vergara, was yeah. ma- he made sure that hey man, you're not gonna just sign him and loan him out. Like no. If you guys are going serious about him, we wanna make sure that he's gonna be able to play for you guys and you guys are like well, have your intentions. Yeah, yeah.
1: And because because at that point he was he was becoming or pretty much was at that point, the, the big, he was becoming the biggest player for the club. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was him and um, Bina oh, yeah, who Pina. was also yeah. balling. Uh, and so he was set to become the next best thing. So I do think that was part of it. It's like, we're going to look stupid if we sell him. Yeah. And he ends up returning and, and going to Tigres because they're, can I pay more money <laughs> <laughs> yeah He's exactly like, why why even sell him at this point and so i think that was one of the things they were like we'll sell him but not not if you know you intend to loan him out because at that point might as well we'll just keep him
0: yeah and you know he ended up having a great career and uh not he was the last you know player that you would have expected you know, you
1: know, and and they they bought him before the World Cup.
0: They did; they were smart. And
1: so I think, yeah, because I think at the World Cup he would have had just more offers. You know, he went out to score against France, uh, Argentina, in Argentina. So I mean, this dude at this point was just scoring against any team. It didn't matter. You know, it wasn't just locally Houston at at Libertadores, and then at the international level. Uh, and so I think,
2: yeah,
1: uh, other clubs would have come calling. Not sure if, at the level of Man U, and this was um, Ferguson's Man U, which was when they were at the top. Oh yeah, and which, which you know they he ends up playing a uh, Champions League with Final. them. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, really <laughs> that move was interesting because it was in April, and also it was interesting because. You know they knew that, dude. You know we got to get ahead of this before he hits the World Cup, or else we're gonna pay double for him. (laughs) You know we're gonna they're gonna ask for more money. So it was an interesting move. And then he ended up scoring against Spain, uh, the champions, the World Cup champions, um, because Mexico played a friendly after the World Cup against Spain in Azteca. It was like a anniversary or something. I
1: I forgot about that game.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you're talking about like the fresh new champs, and Chichero scored against them. Um, <laughs> yeah, he scored against like a lot of big, big countries and, and stuff. So it's pretty impressive. Um, Want to talk a little bit about something that's been causing a lot of controversy. Maybe you have some thoughts about it, but uh, Adidas have finally uh, launched Mexico's home kit. I repeat, home kit. And it's black, and it's pink, and it's got a weird pattern. It looks like something that would be on your awalitas, like dining table. Um, it
1: does. Look, it does <laughs> look like that. What are you?
0: What are your thoughts on this kit, man?
1: Nah, a massive fail, man. I, I don't like it. And I didn't think it was the home kit. I thought it was like maybe their third, their third kid. I'm just glad that's not the World Cup kid. (laughs) (laughs) Throw away at this point. No, not a fan of it.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of sick and tired of Adidas kind of disrespecting us. You know, I think about some of the worst kits in history for Mexico. Um, One of them had to be like the, I was not a big fan of it. And I'm surprised that I got this kind of reaction, but the, the 2014 World Cup, where we look like power rangers and also charlie brown characters those are just terrible designs
1: the charlie Charlie brown one yeah that one sucked
0: and a lot of people like got upset they're like
1: oh i love that
0: kit that kit was awesome and i'm just like oh well you guys are part of the problem because adidas can at this (laughs) point they can put anything on 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 that shirt they can they can get one of those little like you know emojis little little poop emojis you can put that on the middle and and do the do the whole kit like neon green, and it it'll sell millions because at this point Adidas will it, it doesn't matter, bro. Everyone's buying this kit. It's just was a very big. I to I'm actually curious to see how many kits they sell, and like who's the most like uh selling jersey. I think make has got to be at least in the top five in the world. Maybe DR even top the three. Top
1: five. And I think a big part of it is just because of the brand. You know, they see the um. They they just they see the brand, they see them, the Adidas. It's sort of like Nike, yeah. When Nike did those, Mexico was Nike, and they were doing cookie cutter kits. Yeah, basically every other team had the same pattern,
2: just that's right,
1: color and um. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I was not a big fan. And I, I do think they should. Well, I mean, at this point, they go with whoever gives them the most money. Unfortunately, um, I would have said, you know, if you want, if you want a cleaner looking kid, or more, not cleaner, I should say more unique, you know, style that stands out. There are other brands that will probably just go all out because, you know, um, Adidas, Nike have all the top teams. So they need they needed they get a team of Mexico's caliber, which which is as we speak, Jaime, top ten in the FIFA rankings. Yes, sir. Number nine. So if you have a top ten FIFA team, you want to roll out that red carpet. And we see, you know stuff like Umbró and 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 um, which Umbró did have Mex ninety four World Cup. I like those kids. But you know, th- th- there's other other brands out there, and 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 I'm guessing uh, they would just go all out and, and make something more iconic. Um, you know, Abba Sport, which was the Mexican, you know, Mexico brand, they they ended up doing what is, I guess you could say, the most iconic kit of Mexico with the Aztec.
0: Hundred percent.
1: The the even though it's like, uh, if if you look at the um. The design. It's a poor design.
2: <laughs> Is
1: it? Yes, the design of it. Uh it's not like the the OG design, so it's a, it has a lot of empty space. I like guess oh. so you're comparing if you compare it to what's what what it's um to the actual, you know
0: calendar you the mean
1: actual Yeah, you could see it's missing a lot of little details. Mm.
0: Uh
1: and then you could say, Okay, well, cause they were they needed to simplify it because. Oh. You do like a vector to print it into them. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. But even now, if you if you are to Google like vector, yeah, you could Google vector uh, as the calendar, or whatever, and you'll see that design with like more detailed, and it will still look clean, but it'll look way better. So when you're looking at the. <laughs> You can see all that empty space because it's missing a lot of stuff.
0: I mean, we're talking about like. I ain't
1: trying to ruin it. I ain't trying to ruin it. No, no.
0: no. (laughs) It was 98.
1: It was 98.
0: For for me, it's like that was the jersey that I grew up with. I mean, I was eight years old. And I remember like just the the moments, the memories, you know, the World Cup and, you know, Luis Hernandez. I'll always associate that jersey with Luis Hernandez
1: yeah well, I mean same with me growing up and when I would go play cascaritas or anywhere even even to Mex games I would go and and anyone that had that jersey or the or the white one it was always like you know people would gather around to like admire it.
0: <laughs> yeah in fact, my first team that I ever played you know soccer on I was five years old um was that we wore that jersey man it was just amazing. And, uh, you know, you're talking about a domestic brand, a brand that understands the culture and understands the history and, uh, it's, it's time, you know, I, it's, it's unfortunate how like this has all become like football's a big, big moneymaker now. And Adidas can, can just print money by doing, just continuing to be lazy and continuing to just not take too much effort, you know, when it comes to a, a country, country like Mexico, I would much rather give our business to Charlie or, you know, another yeah, another brand, Pirma, you know, like just give it to a Mexican, you know, brand and they would know how to do it. They wouldn't, you know, disrespect it with a pink and black jersey. Nothing wrong with it. It's OK to experiment. I understand we're in modern times and it's, you know, right now, like the whole trend is to be uh, bold and to be sort of uh, controversial you know, you look at Juventus and what they did with their with their um with their badge, you know, they, their iconic badge. They put just two J's and called it a day, you know. They did oh, it
1: Oh yeah, man, yes.
0: Yeah. So I understand like sometimes you have to be bold, but you know, do it as an alternative kit. Do it as a fan edition. Don't do it as your home kit that we're gonna have to wear for you know, and then I guess it's it, it makes sense because it's like we're all these partidos moleros and these Mickey Mouse Cups, like you know, the gold cup. In the summertime, this is what we're going to be wearing.
1: Yeah, man, it looks like a blanket. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it might be one of those things that you you know you see in person, and it might you know you might grow on you. But at the end of the day, it's black and pink. Maybe maybe more appropriate for the femenil, um, not so much for the men. And I understand like it's Mexican pink, like it's a it, that's actually like a color but um I don't know man just not a fan
1: yeah
0: um I have a question for you and then we'll wrap up the the selection stuff um you know assuming that we do go to the to Tokyo you know Mexico will have three players over the age of 23 uh, that will join the squad. And uh who would you who would you call up to to take to Tokyo?
1: Oh man, you know what? My first name on that list was Jimenez. Oh. And unfortunately, you know, he might not be match fit, so that that just sucks, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think Chucky Chucky could very well be in that list. Oh, interesting. The the Chuck man um Okay. I would I would bring in a defender. They would bring like a nice center defender to help organize organize the back, you know. Yeah. Um. And then who else? Oh, the third one. I don't know, man. I like Pizarro, but I haven't seen him play since he mm. since he went to Miami. I just haven't seen that dude. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: But there's also the thing of, like, I I know Tata has some input. And so he should have players there um, that he's going to use a lot. I think just because you eventually use a lot of under-23, you make that transition, move to the main team. Um, But, man, I think if we're... I am a big proponent on also bringing players if they're like if they're on fire or they've been been consistently doing good. And so I know like under twenty three like over twenty three. So Tecatito and Chucky are, are two mm. two players that I would definitely have right there. Uh and then like a center defender, uh you know, with experience.
0: Yeah. Um I was looking at the 2012 and the 2016 uh those two times that we went to the Olympics and it was always the same recurring theme it was a defender a goalie and a striker uh Oribe Peralta actually went to both the 2012 and the 2016 uh both times we took uh, either uh Jesus Corona or I think we took Talavera for the 2016 one and then a the defender um, for me, I I would actually take Ochoa if you know if they'll let him go. I think Ochoa would be really good for the for the world, for the Olympics. He would he would be the the captain of the team. And it's just nice to have a little bit of security, you know, behind the bo- the you know, the goalposts. Um, yeah,
1: he's really good.
0: I I I think it's just easy to just pick a goalie uh, with experience. I think that's like the most vulnerable position. Especially in a in a in a in a you know official tournament international tournament, you might have a lot of butterflies. You might be nervous. You might you know slip up and and accidentally cost them a a, a game. So to have experience in the goalie uh, position, it just makes sense. Um, and then yeah,
1: especially especially just really quick yeah. to add on to that, especially if the goalies you have aren't getting. You know, regular playing time or they're not playing at a higher level.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really familiar with the uh goalkeeper that, you know, Mexico are using right now for the for the twenty three. Um he just hasn't had that many opportunities, you know, for me to to really judge him. You know, unfortunately against the Dominican Republic and uh against Costa Rica, they're just what that guy could have been reading a book the whole game, you know, it was just <laughs> not much action for malagon uh who who has been the starter for the last two games for mexico in the u23 um my second player that i would take it's gonna be a toss-up because i would like to take um like a center defender you know maybe uh carlos Salcedo, maybe uh, Nestor arrajo hector H- 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 moreno even you know even though he's kind of old um <laughs> You know, just to have, like, a an experienced defender that can organize the back line, I think that's very important. Um, And then I would like to see, and this might, you know, cause some controversy, I, I would actually would love to see Carlos Vela on the Olympic team, man.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I would, but I mean, He's a dude that just has made it difficult, you know.
0: For himself, yeah.
1: Yeah, it made it difficult. Whatever he had with, you know, whatever problems he had with the FMF, he just seems to just still be holding the grudge. And so whoever's been the coach, he's just has this attitude now that I think it's become a turnoff, and I don't think Tata even wants to, to deal with him, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and we talked about on the last episode how he was uh, enraged when he found out that Carlos Vela was even on the pre- preliminary list. But here's the thing about Carlos Vela: you know, he he sees this as a job. He doesn't really like soccer. He doesn't watch it. He doesn't play it outside of, you know, just training and, and playing every you know in in his you know professional career. But outside the pitch, he doesn't like it. But I will say this about Carlos Vela and you know we've seen this with his project at LAFC when he's enthusiastic about something when he's excited about a project he he fuck, he does a really good job man like he goes out there and kills it and you look at in the MLS man he you know he's actually he was excited about the project he liked LA you know he's playing in a league where the, the pressure was very minimal and i mean this guy scores like what 20 30 goals i mean it's it's like he's made that league his bitch and i would and, and and it seems like he's very enthusiastic about the opportunity of playing in the olympics and he regretted not going when he had the opportunity so i would love to see him like just be the catalyst for this mexican team and you know win the gold medal i think he is just that player he has that talent he has that natural gift and if he really was to go after it i believe that he could do it man i really do believe he's that good
1: yeah, I agree, but the thing is, it doesn't seem like he cares. So it's you know. Yeah. Yeah, because because no, I agree with you, and, and I would have loved that, but you know, just going off of how he's how he's been, it, it seems unlikely.
0: Yeah, if not Carlos Vela, um, I think Hector Herrera is a natural choice just having a beast in the midfield, you know, maybe even the captain.
1: Even though he's he's not getting that much playing time, is he, though, at
0: nah, this Atletico? No, is, this is exactly what he needs to get off, you know, just, you know, whatever. Take your losses at, you know, your club. But when you go to Mexico, you're excited to play. You know you're the man. You're going to be the starting player. And, you know, that's all he needs is just minutes. He'll be fine. The, um, the senior side will actually be playing as well. So there's a lot of action going on. You know, Mexico squares off against USA, uh, 6.30 tomorrow. But then the senior side is already in Wales. Uh, sorry, not in Wales. They're in uh, Cardiff. And they are uh, ready to play against Wales on the 27th. That's this Saturday. So uh, Tata Martinez called four goalkeepers, which I felt was a bit unnecessary, and something that you're not going to like, uh, Juel. Uh, he did not call up Santiago Ormeño. Instead, he chose Alan Pulido, <laughs> who hasn't seen action since November. What's going you know, on?
1: I, I, knew, I knew he wasn't going to call him. Uh, we saw his comments about he called him a one-dimensional player. I don't know if he's saying it to like light a fire in his ass or it's definitely saying hey if Peru calls just take it because you know you're not getting any love here and again I'm going to stick with my guns about calling in players that are in the moment so I do think uh, in that aspect Cormeño is more deserving than Puli but I guess You know, if if Tata is Tata's team, if he's doing the long-term plan, uh, I think he has called Pulido before, so he knows what he's working with. So, uh, you know, I I really can't. I don't like it, but I'm not going to criticize Tata on that.
0: It seems like maybe he's adjusting uh, Mexico's style. Maybe they'll play with a false nine just due to the fact of how the circumstances have changed. You know, I think that that really was counting on Raul Jimenez and maybe even, you know, building the team around his his position. Now that that's in, in jeopardy, we don't really know the circumstances with Raul, if he'll ever be able to play at the level he was playing at, even when he does come back. So, you know, once you eliminate Raul Jimenez from the... Uh, for, <clears throat> sorry from the from the chalkboard you got to you got to change things around you know because the reality is and i've said it before you know we have a striker crisis in in mexico you know once you get rid of uh Raul Jimenez you know who's next in the depth chart uh, it, it, you know it's JJ Mac but he's going to be uh in the olympics and then after that it's like well Chicharito's not really been doing well so then you have to yeah, look at what Henry Martin Alan Pulido like So it's like we really don't have like a stud after those.
1: (laughs) No, we have a few that we're hoping could turn into a stud.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking that maybe he's changing his style around. And I could see why Ormeño just wouldn't fit into that. Because Ormeño is more of like a, a target man. He's not necessarily someone that is going to you know create space and dribble he's going to be the the player just waiting for crosses and i mean he's scored a lot of goals you know and i just it's just a shame that he's not even get the opportunity and at the same time uh i thought that was very quick to cap edson uh not edson Efrain alvarez who is you know He's, he's unproven. I understand he's Mexican-American. And, you know, Mexico's really trying to uh, claim him before United States do. But uh, another undeserving call-up, in my opinion, with Efrain Alvarez.
1: Yeah. I, I don't even know where I stand in that issue, I may
0: We'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, the reality is uh, he's an LA Galaxy. He really hasn't panned out the way they have probably thought he would. And right now he's kind of just in limbo. You know, both the United States and Mexico want him. And, uh, you know, he has to make the decision. Right now he's he's going to be playing for Mexico. Um, but that might change. I think maybe Tata just wants to see what he's made out of and see how he... Uh, he handles being in the same training camp as like, you know, Decatito and Chuki Lozano, you know, I mean <laughs> imagine you're you go from being in the training camp with like I don't I don't even know who's playing for LA Galaxy right now. And then you go from that to you know, training with, you know, some of the best, you know, players of your of your country, man. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I
0: think you're hyped for the Olympics, Jaime. Oh, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. For me, I've never, unfortunately, the Olympics doesn't really have that kind of prestige uh, com- mm. compared to a Copa America or, you know, like a Confederations Cup. I think the Olympics is now starting to get a little bit more recognition as far as like men's soccer. But it's never been like a a big priority or something that I really had um, on my radar. Um, but now I guess I'm more excited about the the prospects that are in that cup now. You know, especially now that you have like six players from Chivas on that team. I, you know, it's something to look forward to. It's probably more exciting to watch than you know watching these Copa uh, Oro games that are going to be pretty pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. That's We're true. Playing against like the Cuba and the Puerto Ricos of the world. It's like, come on, man. Like we should be playing in Copa America with Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, Chile. We should be playing against those countries.
1: Yeah, those that, that was a nice tournament, man. I I love that tournament.
0: And it's crazy because even when Mexico uh had to compromise and start taking their B teams, I mean, even those Players that went got valuable experience. I mean, I remember of Woso, right? I mean, he he helped uh, beat Chile, he right?
1: <laughs> he did. I don't know if it was Peter Thailand, but yeah, he scored. He scored against Chile.
0: <sighs> and they, they partied after with whores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
1: man. then got
0: robbed by them and then snitched on themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did
0: oh man you just can't make this up in mexico um going into the results of match week 12 very quickly it was a pain-free weekend for us because chivas weren't playing however pachuca man we were making fun of them in the beginning of the season even you know talking about the possibility of the coach getting fired because of poor results they beat tigres man and uh right now they're doing better than chivas (laughs)
1: they did they they hit a a good run sometimes it takes two man just two good games and you could keep over other teams
0: with that victory they are in 12th position with 13 points meanwhile chivas are in 16th position with 12 (laughs) how does that make sense bro you, oh, only one point between them, and you're down four spots, man. That's just that's just Mexico.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and it's it's gonna be, you know, you know, it looks like it's gonna get really good, uh, at least exciting. Where or these games coming up? They're all gonna be very important. Just because you want to at least finish 12th. But uh, I, I know you was still going to gun for a top 8 finish.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, in our defense, we didn't play against uh, Monterrey. So we do have a game at hand. So, I mean, that, that table could flip-flop very quickly. Uh, Necaxa beat Juarez 1-0. I actually saw this match. And it was uh it's pretty pretty close, but you know, Gaxo got that last minute late goal uh to beat Juarez. And uh, you know, you think about Juarez who who got rid of their coach, man. And uh it's not like things have changed. <laughs> you know, what good was firing uh Dena. Yeah. yeah, and it, just let the season end, you know.
1: I make it seem like uh, to me there are cases when you have to get rid of the coach cuz something could have happened and it's like a complete breakdown with the locker room and the players aren't responding you know it has to be something major but if it's just cuz of the results aren't coming cuz sometimes it takes long for the team to to adjust yeah i, I don't yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't consider that recent enough to, like, boot. it's and a lot of times it's done because they feel the change of coach will at least get, get uh, you know, there were some stats of, like, how much a team improves once they change a coach. And a lot of times it's only, like, temporary. Mm. You know? And uh, one of the things is a lot of times the players start just playing harder because they're trying to maybe earn a starting spot or impress the new coach but you know it's 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 rarely like like a, a you know it, it rarely works out the way we expect yeah. it
0: impulse decisions man short-sighted and uh, that's just because of the the format of our league you know you only have 17 matches uh so everything is expedited um one thing to mention in that game i almost forgot uh juarez had the opportunity to win uh 80th minute they had a penalty and they <laughs> they missed pretty bad and then necaxa ended up scoring that last minute goal so it was a tough loss for juarez they're in dead last with nine points uh with that victory necaxa have uh, put themselves in the 17th position with 10 points now, um one thing, I don't know if you knew this, but uh the the worst three teams in the league, so the the eighteenth, the seventeenth, and the sixteenth spot, all three teams get penalized. Uh they get fined seventy million uh vessels for for, for being in those positions. Uh so there are consequences. Oh, uh I believe that translates to about three point three million uh, US dollars.
1: $3 dollars for being that seems like too much
0: yeah 70 millones
1: uh, man I wonder if it's just it's just for show and tell <laughs> it's <clears> just it just seems like a lot of money uh unless the clubs agree to that and there's no relegation but it does seem like a lot of money uh and then for teams like Juarez, it you know that could that could break them you know
0: No, but that's the, that's what they all agreed on, man. And uh, Mm. that's a lot of money, maybe not to a team like Chivas, but uh, I think you had told us over the weekend that Atletico San Luis had three goals uh, disallowed (laughs) and then Pumas end up winning, right?
1: Yeah, off a penalty. Man, talk about talk about something that's going to sting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But, hey, it's a good win. Uh, let's thank Pumas for that win. Because San Luis is, is one of those teams that Chivas has to leapfrog.
0: And it's one of those um, decisions and one of those, you know, as a referee, i mean that could cost you three million dollars you know because as of right now as far as the uh because in mexico they don't do it by oh you ended up in in last place it's 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 about the uh, percentage of points versus the games played so i think uh, in the tabla de cociente atlas are in last place atlético san luis are in second to last place and then juarez is uh the third worst team in the league. So these are the three teams that would be fined those uh, three million dollars. Oh, so
1: it's in the it's in the in the coefficient not in, in the, coefficient. the actual table.
0: Yeah. So oh, yeah. So you can imagine can I- getting three goals disallowed, and that's going to hurt your percentages. And then all of a sudden, you're going to pay three million at the end of the season because of a bad call. Well,
1: well, yeah. You so then I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, if there's no relegation, because then it will be the team that would have gotten relegated.
0: Right, right.
1: And chances are they would have probably, it would have been double what they would have lost. And so 3 million, I guess, if you're still on first, you can make them up. sell so one of your better players, and then that's, you know.
0: And, you know, the idea behind this, and, it's because, and this is proof because of the name of the league, Liga de Expansión, uh, league of expansion so it's like the idea is that they they want to build up the second tier you know they want to give clubs more uh i guess more cash circulation and, and they, they just want to be able to have these teams be able to stand financially because what happens what's been happening a lot of make was a lot of these teams fold very quickly you know they join the league and then they fold within a, a season or two so it's just not sustainable so what they're doing now is they're they're punishing the teams that are in the top league and taking their money and and pumping that money into the teams in the second tier, you know, to hope or to help, you know, stabilize this. I guess that makes sense, right?
1: Yes. No, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I still think for that league to improve, they're still going to need, they're going to need like a TV deal, some, something along those lines to
0: help you know well um uh, that i was just watching uh tapatio play because they played today and it was on through the n i wasn't on uh like the the channel itself but you could go on through the com and watch it for free or on the app so you can actually watch these games on through the n the second division teams and i think uh certain certain clubs are on fox and others on uh, ESPN. So there 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 are TV partners. Okay. And I was actually watching Tapatío play um because a lot of, you know, Chios's players are on there. So for example, Fernando Beltrán, uh, he was in the starting lineup today. He was one of the best players on the pitch. And uh you know, we do have some some drama and some rumors going around with that, uh, Joel. What's going on with Beltran and Vucetich?
1: Well, I I mean, it's it's rumors, but the rumors are saying that he just doesn't like them. and I I think that's that's where it's worded, you know, to to cause more. Doesn't like him could be, probably doesn't fit into his system or he doesn't feel that he's, you know, he feels the other guys are better. But so he's saying that he's he's erased them from the team and how uh, he's they're going to send them to Pachuca on loan in exchange for uh, Victor Guzman. It's just the whole... I've seen these type of deals. So at first, it doesn't make sense, you know. Send send this dude on loan, and and we're. I'm guessing they're still gonna pay for Guzman, and but then that's just kind of the part of the deal, so that in case they can't find someone, they still have a player there. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I mean, if it's a bit of a contradiction at the same time because if. He's not figuring as part of the club, then why not just sell him? You know, what was the point of sending them on loan and, and with no option? They said no option to buy. So what's, what's the point of that? Why would Pachuca even play him if they're just going to return him? At the end of the season, they don't have a chance to keep him. He, so I don't, I don't.
0: What's that thing they do in Indian weddings? The dowry? That's what Beltran is. <laughs> he's the he's the dowry <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey uh, man yeah. we're gonna buy uh, pocho guzman from you but uh, you guys got to give us something in return and uh vucic is more than willing to give away uh Beltran in exchange yeah,
1: and you know and this is the other thing because this is why you have someone like Pelias, because that's this is where their role is is. The role is where he would be like, you know what? You know, yeah. he's part of, he's, 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 uh. he should be the mediator. They, they protect the, they protect the squad because they know if, if uh, they don't let the coach just turn things upside down because the coach might be gone the next day. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's where you have the, the sporting director or the, Whatever, they change the names all the time, but it's, it's well, kind of the same role. But it's sort of like, this is our plan. You know, this is the squad. These are the players we're working with. And so the coach knows that going in. And This is what you have to work with. Uh, and, and that's that's how they do it when they have the GM. Other clubs, they bring in a coach, and they're like, okay, what do you need? And then the coach just does what he, what he feels is best. And then when the club... Uh, this, this stinks they bring in some other guy and the other guy usually starts from scratch and you see these these you know com- complete shakedowns of teams. but since Pelias we're seeing he's he's been playing a big role in who comes in. not so much not, not so much who the coaches.
0: Well it kind of goes both sides though right because you know you're in charge of hiring the right man for the job. And you also have to yeah. provide him with with the appropriate tools to get that job done. So I can understand why Vucetich would demand, "Hey, we need this player. We need Pocho Guzman." And so I can understand that side of like, "Hey, man, like, what do you expect me to do with these players? You know, I need this player." Um, so I guess that's where like they're sort of doing a compromise. We're like, "All right, well, I can get you, you know, Pocho, but we're gonna have to get who you know." Who 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 here don't you rate or who here kid is expendable? And I guess, you know, he threw out that name, Beltran. And it's such a shame because he's he was going on a great trajectory and uh you know he's been capped for like Mexico and stuff in the in the under you know twenties and twenty threes. I mean and just to be like just discarded like that is just it's a problem, man. Like you can't just do that.
1: <laughs> Well, even the under 23 discarded him, right?
0: Yeah. His entire just like trajectory has been, you know, put to a and halt. I,
1: and I Yeah, and I wouldn't put it on Chivas that they did it because, I mean, we're seeing Bully getting called up and he hasn't played in a while. Yeah. So. It's yeah. up to the coaches, man.
0: It's The thing is, it's more cutthroat when you're under, you know under 23 because all those players are you know fighting for a position uh, for the Olympics you know so there's little a little less wiggle room um, and if you're not in rhythm you're they're just they're just not gonna pick you you know what I mean um, it's just it's just a shame that this is going on you know and it kind of goes to show that you know maybe Vucetich, you know isn't the the right man for the job. Um, but we're going to have to, unfortunately, we're just going to have to stick with him until, maybe he can't get the job done, but you know, at least right now, the thing is, is like, yo, the reality is look, Pocho Guzman is not, we're not going to be able to get him right now. So just use what you have. You know, I understand Lalo Torres might be the better player, but it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, put Beltran in, especially when, you know, we're doing so bad, he might as well shake things up and he's been doing great at Tapatío too so it's like it's kind of hard to ignore and uh Pelaz was actually seen um in his he was watching the game today and there's another kid uh Said Muñoz man he scored a golazo I uh, gave Tapatío the the game winning goal and uh that's another name that's been uh you know picking up steam and you know I think he already made his pro debut for Chivas but Zaid Muñoz man don't sleep on this kid he grew like damn near a foot. You know, his Wikipedia still says five seven, but this dude's like six something now. And uh <laughs> he's yeah, dude. I think he's hasn't he
1: been updated since he was 12. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh what's the reporter for and She like resides in Malahara. She's basically like the main source for I
1: think I know you're talking about some chick, right?
0: Chuckis or ¿cómo se llama? Chappies, Chappies, or, Chappies. yeah, know, Chappies. Okay. What? And she was saying that he like she she has seen this like transformation of this kid because you know she's been following him for a while. And yeah, been dude,
1: eating them tacos, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I you know at at the same time I understand you know she need refuerzos, but dude, it's like we got our own. You know, we got our own squad here, man. It's nothing wrong with no, pro- I'm, I'm, promoting them.
1: I'm, and I do think that's that's a big plan of what they plan how they how they're gonna start doing, uh, bringing in players from the youth.
0: Yeah, man, the Tapatio returning is probably one of the biggest uh, blessings. Um, it's it's nice to see that they're they're back because as you can see, it's 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 been very useful. You're you're able to to give opportunities to players that are kind of in between the first first team and the reserve team and you know you're still able to keep them active and still play at a somewhat competitive level even though it's not the top tier you know league it's at least you're not playing with just like you know 20 year olds you're playing with all kinds of players um, yeah
1: i agree no agreed agreed yeah.
0: And they're doing well. They're in first place. It's just like, hopefully, we can get that to translate to the to the senior side because uh, Chivas need to get out of this hole. I think the break will do them well. Uh, I believe their next game is—I oh, had just had it on the top of my tongue—they're playing Santos next on on Sunday. And we don't really have a pretty good head-to-head against Santos, at least not as of <laughs> as that's of late. Quite,
1: but they're coming off a defeat to León, and that's good. It's good to play a team coming off of a loss. Um, that's right. You know? Uh, and so, I mean, Chess also coming off a loss, but they had a whole week to lick their wounds.
2: <laughs>
1: and, yeah. Uh, to, to get ready. But But I would rather face a team, you know, like that, and then, then as if they instead of they're like caught pumped up from a big win or whatnot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, after that, they play Cruz Azul. Uh, Cruz Azul, who just won their 10th game in a row against Atlas. Although the score might say 3 2, it's a little bit misleading uh, because they, had, they were out 3 1, and Atlas ended up scoring. Uh, you know, late to make it look like it was a close game, but it really wasn't a close game because was in control of the match. And uh, yeah, man, they're in first place. Uh, All right. Do you think that they're, they're the real deal or do you, or do you think they're?
1: No, I do. No, yeah. I do think. Yeah. Uh, I they completely. Uh, shook my expectations. Cause I had talked about what state the locker room you know, in what state would would he be inherit the locker room just because of all the all all the, all the stuff that was going on.
0: The alleged rumors. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm like, man, it's is he but man, this dude he came in, dude, he fit like you know, perfect dude. Fit like a shoe or however the saying goes. Um and he has the team Firing on all cylinders, and so I, and and it's a team that's been strong. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, um, he had to, he had to work miracles there. It was already a strong team. True. A team that had been, you know, winning games and whatnot. But I think uh, the big aspect here would would be like on the mental part and keeping the team motivated and I think he's he's done a really good job of that. And so I feel that they're definitely they're definitely contenders, man. Especially when you have um you know the the previous finalists not doing well, no yeah. longer hot. They've cooled off. Puma's Leon, both of them, they're pretty tame right now. <clears throat> and then you have Teeter struggling they would be like the other huge team to worry about. That's true. And Mon- Monterrey, well, Aguirre just came in. So that's, I, I still think they're strong, but, um, I, you know, I think they're the dark horse. And then there's America who's been red hot too. So uh, I'm I'm sticking to my guns, Jaime. I'm seeing a, <laughs> a classic, Classico Capitalino in the final for the final. As things stand right now, unless they cross paths before that. But, man, it's looking like those two teams could be the finalists. It's going to make my other prediction look bad it's that America a, yeah. is going to crash. No, it's
0: <laughs> it's the most uh, – it's, it's, it's the prediction that makes the most sense right now because we're 12 games in. And, you know, for them to win 10 of those in a row, I mean, it's like who's going to stop this team? But, you know, there's still a lot of football to be played between now and once the playoffs start in May. So uh, a lot can happen. And it's funny that, you know, America and Cruz Azul will play each other uh, in match week 15. So we won't really be able to see that head-to-head uh, until the tail end of the season. Um, but as of right cool. now, if I was to make a prediction, it's a, it's a Cruz Azul-America final. Uh, and that's just yeah. because they they really are the two best teams in the league. They're in the best form, and had it not been for uh, a technicality, América would be in first place right now uh, with 31 points. You know, they had a Man, yeah. they had a, they had a forfeit that that match against Atlas. They they lost three zero whatever, but in reality they won that match. You know, so uh, América would be on top of Cruz right now. And those are just the two best teams. And it's not even close. That's the thing. It's not even close. Uh, Santos are in third. And they trail nine points. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a clear distinction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they would have to lose three games in a row. and And the other teams pretty much to win three in a row to lose their spot. Yeah. And that, that's a lot. That's a big, that's like a big cushion right there.
0: Uh, you just look at the question, like, who's going to step up? Who can actually beat, you know, these teams realistically over the course of not just 90 minutes, because that you can get a one-off game, but over the course of 180, you know, it's two legs. You know, it's not easy to do yeah. in two legs.
1: Yeah, that, but that's the yeah you know, where you could have one, one bad game yeah. for whatever reason the goalie decides not to show up or a player does a blunder and he gets red carded. And so that's, that's always has thrown a wrench into things. And we've seen teams that should have been in the final, all of a sudden being eliminated in the, in the first round. (laughs) Almost, almost almost throws away the season where it's like, what was the point?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. Um, the the match of the week though was to Luca Puebla. Unfortunately, I I missed it, but I was watching the game when it was like I want to say it was like two one or two two, and uh, you know I get a notification on my phone that the game ended four <laughs> four, and I was like, why? How did that happen? They were already in like the seventieth minute when it was two two, and I and I guess the last. You know, 20 minutes of the match were just very dramatic. Uh, Toluca were up like uh, 3-2, and then 4-2, and then 4-3, and then 4-4. I mean, it was just crazy, man. Uh, But Toluca-Puebla gave us the best match of the weekend. Ormenio obviously scored again. Um, So, uh, at least the the weekend was pretty entertaining for those that were able to catch that match with that Result, Toluca are in 5th place with 19. And Puebla are in 7th with 17. So, as of right now, they would both be participating in, uh, I guess, the wild card. Because not necessarily the Liguilla. It's uh, a yeah, repechaje. And,
1: and, and again, as long as Atlas remains at the bottom of the, of the coefficient. Yes they won't qualify and they're still at the bottom so yeah we need to at least I think they're going up against San Luis so I think it's San Luis so we want to want to yeah. hope at least grab a few points there to keep to keep that
0: yeah and and like we mentioned you know there's another battle going on not necessarily for Leia but to avoid paying a a fee a fine so, you know, when you look at Juarez, when you look at San Luis, when you look at Atlas, they're just fighting so they they can at least not get fined. You know, maybe the, the chances or the reality of them going to playoffs is not necessarily much a priority uh, for them as, as just trying to avoid being the in the three uh, worst spots in Mexico.
1: Yeah, man. Uh,
0: so what an episode we had tonight a lot of selección talk uh there was one last thing that kind of happened very uh subtly and that was rafa marquez tweeting out that he has uh he was grateful for the opportunity uh to coach rsda uh they're a third tier side in spain and i guess he resigned and uh he's no longer their coach i didn't even know he was coaching
1: Me neither. So I have to wonder if... I'm guessing he was coaching... um, He was... uh, I mean, was he the head coach or was he... Or was he just like an assistant? I think he was the head coach, man. So, damn. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Nobody knew. Because, I mean, I thought he was... Okay, here's a, I found something, and this is from, hold on, this is, I can't see a date, but it says, Rafa Márquez se suma al proyecto de cantera de la RSD Alcalá. Mm. Será el entrenador del cadete A del Alcalá la próxima temporada. So he was the youth coach.
0: Wait, what? when was that posted?
1: I can't see the date, uh. man. I'm trying to look for the date, but it it just has, um. and it's talking about he's preparing himself for the UFO Pro uh, coaching license, which we talked about here.
0: We did, yeah.
1: Uh, so he's talking about how he was gonna have the cadets. so I guess that's, that's the name for their cantera.
0: yeah, it's interesting um because we had just brought it up about you know him coaching in Europe and him getting his uh license, and all of a sudden he already you know he already quit a project um but you know there are people that were saying that uh, there's a lot of talk about him. Uh, being approached by Barcelona so he might be I
1: got I got a date so it was from last year August 3rd oh wow and he says uh, Rafa Marquez begins his career as a coach in Euro where RSD Alcala but it's saying el mexicano debutará en los banquillos del cuadro español al frente de la categoría KDTA so I guess he was coaching the youth team okay So the first team plays in third division, but he wasn't coaching the the first team. He was coaching their youth team. Hmm. So that's what he was doing, I guess, coaching the third division team's youth team. I guess he was there. I don't know. A couple months, half a year, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if the rumors are true, I guess that's very uh promising and it makes sense you know that the next step is for him to go back to la messiah and uh just be involved in that you know that does club
1: it, does it say where he's going
0: uh-huh
1: did it say he was going to barcelona or those just are the quit?
0: those are the rumors man
1: okay so i guess if they offered him something that makes sense for him to leave yeah I mean, and I'm guessing he's still studying for his coaching license, so that's that, you know.
0: So we'll keep tabs on that, uh, and then one last thing before we have our closing thoughts: there will be a return of the League's Cup. I guess it's a kind of reminds me of like the Super where Mexico and MLS teams would play each other. Well, yeah. it's, it's coming back, and this is great news for Cruz Azul. Uh, why Cruz Azul? Because they won the only the only trophy. <laughs> it, it, it was in 2019, and it was you know going to be a, a reoccurring thing, but then COVID happened. Uh, but it's, it's going to return, so that is going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to happen in the summer. Uh, MLS has already... Uh, name the teams that will be participating: Sporting Kansas City, Orlando City, Seattle Sounders, and New York City uh, Football Club. So Mexico will have to announce the the teams that will be participating in this tournament. Um, but again, there's you know this idea of Mexico and and USA having this joint league or this joint, you know, this is just one of those. Sort of ideas of of having a tournament that involves both both nations, Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was announced today. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I I don't feel excited,
0: but who knows? Once it starts, I might change. Uh, There's also going to be Campeones Cup. Which is, I believe, the winner of the MLS versus the winner of the Liga Mechies. Uh So the Columbus crew will await their opponent. Because uh, they won the MLS Cup last season. Hmm. With Celarayan. He was from uh, Tigres. He went to uh, Columbus crew as a DP and in his first attempt won the league. But that is all I have for for y'all tonight, Joel. Do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Ah, uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> no. Who,
0: who's going to win tomorrow, USA no. or Mexico?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just wouldn't go chicken little the sky is falling if Mexico loses (laughs) it's it's youth man it could go anyway it doesn't mean anything well I don't say anything but it's not it's not defining you know it's not going to be defining um no but I think I'm a I'm a I'm a keep an eye out for that definitely Jaime what's your Um, prediction
0: the conservative side of me you know the one that's not trying to be a fanboy, is going to say it's going to be a two-two draw. Um, sounds good. I think it's fair. Uh, I will say that the amount of talent that uh, Mexico has brought to this, you know, tournament, it's kind of unexcusable for them to to lose, especially being the African, you know, being at home, being the host. Uh, there's just no no way that they can allow themselves to lose this match. So uh I'll I'm going to stick with the with the 2-2. I will say I've been really enjoying the offensive uh powers of Alexis Vega. He's really been enjoying his football. It's made me forget about JJ Mac, you know, cuz JJ Mac uh didn't play the first game. He was injured and then he got a little bit of of minutes in that Costa Rica game. Um so I like Alexis Vega has just, you know, taken the reins uh the reins and uh he's been really he's been playing great football also with Cordoba. So uh, I expect those two to to have some action tomorrow. Uh, but I, I'm going to say 2-2 two, two, draw.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm going to go with that too, Jaime. <laughs> I'm going to copy, I'm gonna copy your, your, uh, your prediction.
0: Awesome. Well, don't forget to watch that match tomorrow 6 30 p.m on the best coast west coast time also uh mexico versus wales on the 27th that's a saturday be there or be square uh that game is going to be at 1 p.m uh there will not be uh any liga MX action this weekend so everybody will have the day off for that And uh, hope everyone has a great night. Thank you guys for your support and hope everyone has a great night.